0: This is David Prosper, host of Shepherd Revolution. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast from Public House Media.
1: Hello? Hey, man, what's going on?
0: Hey, Jay, what's up, man?
1: You ready to talk movies?
0: I'm ready to talk movies. Let's do it. Welcome, Fear and Therapists, to the latest installment of Fear and There. I am Zachary, and I'm calling in from Beacon, New York.
1: Uh, and I'm Jay, calling in from Astoria, Queens, New
0: York City. Which is your uh, full-time home, if I remember correctly. Isn't that right, Jay?
1: Yeah, for the time being, though. Uh, our lease is up in June, and we're having some very serious life conversations right now. Oh, so,
0: are you really? And uh, are these conversations... Uh, I don't know. I mean, what's, what, where do these conversations take you? What are the options?
1: Well, I mean, I think like everybody, we're, we're over, I mean, everybody in this city, we're overpaying for rent and not getting the full benefits of living in the city. Um, mm-hmm. it's ironic to say, cause we picked this apartment we've been here three, four years now, no, I guess three years. This will be the, the third year right here. Um, We've been here for three years, and we picked this apartment specifically because it's pretty big for New York City standards. It's, you know, it's like 700 square feet, two-bedroom apartment. Um, you know, it's got it's got this extra room. So we have our bedroom, which can be kind of empty other than just, like, our bed. And then we've got this second room that I'm recording the podcast in, which we use as an office and a music room and that kind of thing. Um, but it's just, you know, we, we pay a lot of money in rent. Uh, yeah. And so we're just sort of like we're at the point in our lives where we're deciding whether we want to move. And then when we're talking about moving, especially with all all these jobs going remote now, um, we don't need to live in a metropolitan area. And if we're not living in New York, what, where are we living? Are we going to be living somewhere where it makes more sense to purchase a home? And, and then now we're spinning out into three different other conversations about whether we're ready to do that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question because we we've literally just started talking about it, but um, all signs are pointing to we're probably not going to be renewing this lease. So,
0: man, I uh, I helped you move into that place. I like that place very much. Yeah, it's a good spot. It's a, it's a third spot. floor
1: walk up, which is annoying. It was annoying for you, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yes, moving you in. Yes, that was definitely annoying. But you had, uh, if I remember, Cookie. You had hired a very spry and hyperactive professional from um i don't know what did you use task rabbit i think and task had a little, rabbit, yeah. he drove a little car he drove like a i think he drove a coupe a, not a coupe a mini cooper
1: a, a mini cooper yes yeah.
0: yeah 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 and then you and then you bought us barbecue it was a good day it was a very good sweaty delicious day
1: yeah for those for those people who don't know zach is this is i believe the second time zach has helped me move into a, an apartment oh, that's in New true York. <laughs> um the first one was like, I don't even know that you really referred to it as moving because we moved like it was, three pieces it was of easy. furniture in.
0: Yeah, that but, was an easy one.
1: Um, this, this second move was, you know, Julie and I moving into a two bedroom apartment with lots of stuff. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good day. There. And you're a good friend for helping us move. So we appreciate that.
0: And don't you forget this favor that I did for you two or three years ago. <laughs> Never forget this favor. I will not. I will treasure the memory. Treasure it always. Treasure the memory. But don't put it on the cloud. And there's the segue to the film of the week, which is Unfriended Dark Web, the sequel to Unfriended. This is a 2018 film directed by Steven Susco, who I believe has screenwriting credits or perhaps even is the lone screenwriter for uh, The Grudge. And Texas Mm -hmm. Chainsaw 3D, which I didn't see, and I'm proud of that fact. Um, (laughs) So, this is so, as a matter of fact, I believe, Jay, that we saw this, we saw Unfriended together in the theaters. Is that correct? Is that your memory, too? We definitely saw it together, and I was trying to
1: remember if we saw it in the theaters, and I'll tell you why I had the thought. I'm pretty sure we did. It, well, it's because I was sitting there on my couch, like an old man, squinting at the TV, trying to read the messages <laughs> being typed. I was like, "Why didn't I do this last time?" Oh, because we watched it on a forty-foot screen. So
0: I actually think yes. that you trekked all the way out to Brooklyn to see it. I'm pretty sure we saw it at BAM, um, and I'm also pretty sure. I'm also pretty sure that it was a singularly surprising film experience because, yeah, by any account. The the uh, the conceit for this film and its predecessor uh, called uh, shit. What what does the director call it? He's he's sort of invented. I think. Invent- they, do
1: they call it desktop horror?
0: It's uh, it's, n- it's not. You know what? I'm gonna bre- I'm gonna break a rule for myself here, and I'm gonna look it up.
1: I mean, I've heard um, it referred to as desktop horror. There's another movie called Host that also follows Host, the yes, same right. shtick. But um, sure. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised
0: if he didn't if he didn't call it that, you know. No, he has a oh hell, um, screen life, screen life. That's the name of it. The screen life genre, which is what Steven Susko uh, has dubbed this genre of horror film, and it really is a burgeoning genre. I mean, you just mentioned Hosts, of course, which is a very very timely uh, film, but. But what I was saying was that by by no accounts does this conceit seem like it will lend itself to a decent motion picture, horror film no. motion picture. And yet no. I remember walking out of Unfriended at BAM with you being sort of amazed that it was so much fun and it was such a an effortlessly well-done movie and it really worked. It really, really worked. And so for mm-hmm. me, coming into Unfriended Dark Web, uh, my very first question, and it's in fact the first thing that I wrote on my little, on my on my notes while I was watching, was how can they milk anything new out of this concept? And so I'll be interested <laughs> to talk to you about this. Um, so, But I think that, you know, as we like to do on our podcast, we like to discuss our context and also how we watched this film, just the physicality of watching this film. Um, and so my context is that I saw the first one with you, uh, which to, to my mind probably means that you had the exact same context as me. But is there anything you want to add to that?
1: No, I, I, I think we there's a lot we can talk about with this sort of subgenre, which is mm-hmm. home to three movies. Um, <laughs> right. but, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I was our, I think part of what why we enjoyed that first film so much is because we came in with our expectations so low mm-hmm. that it almost it almost couldn't under deliver. Um, right And so, yeah, I, that's my context is that this movie in concept, should be bad you know these two movies should be bad and whether right. they are bad or not is is in the eye of the beholder but i can say that you and i both agree that the first one is not a bad movie so no um yeah same context for sure
0: and but i i did do something a little bit different in watching this movie though I, I in all of the months that we've been doing our podcast i well no no let me not i'll abandon that thought and say this um I watched this movie on my laptop. Well, I used I used my monitor, actually. My like I have a pretty big, I don't know, 18-inch, 20-inch, whatever it is. Uh, or maybe it's much bigger than that. I have no idea. Um, computer monitor that I plug my laptop into. And I watched the movie on that. It's the first time I've watched a movie on this thing. I've only had this thing for like three months. Um, and I did it because I happened to cross a review of this film that I did not read entirely. But I, I read, because I didn't want it to be spoiled for me, but I read the first sentence. Uh, and it was basically like... This guy started watching the film on his big TV and then it occurred to him that the best way to watch this movie would be on a computer uh, and I thought, yeah, of course, of yeah. course it is, You're right, so that's how I watched it uh you you watched it, I think, on the couch like an old man, I think you just said
1: <laughs> I did, yeah, I, and I didn't have my, my I left my glasses. I have a very weak uh, a very weak prescription for seeing like signs when I'm driving, so I leave my glasses in the car um, and I rarely. Need them for the TV But when I'm reading Lots of tiny Tiny print I realized that I was missing a lot of plot By not seeing like <laughs> right. what, what You know Like by seeing What he starts to type And then what he deletes And mm-hmm. then You know That all tells us A lot about the character um, But one interesting fact About how I watched it Which uh, you'll get a kick out of this So Julie was in the next room On her computer And I was watching it On our Apple TV In the In the Living room And she <laughs> About I don't know Like a third of the way through the movie, accidentally started air-playing her screen to our Apple TV. <laughs> That's terrifying. And I was like, wait, what? And I like went in, and she was like, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. And I was like, do you know what movie I'm watching? Come watch three minutes of this movie with me and tell me why, and you'll know why you're not supposed to do that right now.
0: That's amazing. Uh, That's yeah, great. So,
1: yeah, so it was just, a, just a, the average couch at night in my living room, so.
0: You know, it's funny. I also had a um, sort of technological me- uh, uh, mishap with this film. Uh, it's not as frightening as yours or as like kind of tonally perfect in its error, but I actually looked for this movie to put on a few weeks ago before we before we decided we were going to uh, do this episode for it. And I I just got a Roku and I searched for it and I found it and it made me I found it on some streaming channel I'd never heard of and I downloaded the streaming channel And I got through the first 10 minutes of the movie. I watched 10 full minutes of this movie um, before I finally had the wherewithal to check what language this movie was. For whatever reason, I thought for some reason, I thought it was like a Spanish language film because everyone was speaking in Spanish. And only 10 minutes into the movie that it occurred to me that their lips weren't matching up with what they were saying, that it was a Spanish dub. And I felt Mm -hmm. so stupid. I sunk 10 minutes into this movie thinking like, wow, what an incredibly immersive uh, experience that, that I'm just watching a, a movie in Spanish without any subtitles. And it's by design. I was like, I was actually starting to think it was brilliant before I realized that I was the antithesis of brilliant. And I was
1: stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like you've done that before. Didn't you, you started, you started watching the platform, I think dubbed rather than subtitled. Yes.
0: That's right. Uh, I did. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, anyway, um, so let's let's do our uh, recommendations before we put the spoiler wall up um, at this point in the episode we'd like to recommend or not recommend the film Du Jour. Uh and I, it's interesting I don't really know why we do this other than maybe as like a way of telling podcast listeners like if we recommend it maybe you want to pause and go watch it and if we don't recommend it maybe you want to keep listening so you can hear us rip it apart um, so I guess I, I guess that Kind of, yeah, I, I think it's
1: like the ethos of who listens to a horror movie podcast. Um, sure, you know, I think s- some people want to listen and don't want to see the movie. Some people, <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, some people have seen the movie want to relive it. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's just a nice, uh, mm-hmm. it's a nice way to to pivot over to our
0: review. So, and I mean, movie fans are we're a weird bunch. Like I can I tell you the amount of time I have watched. I'll, like a video essay or read a review or read a read a whole discussion on Twitter or whatever about some movie that came out that's terrible that I've never seen and never will seen. But like, I still want to like be completely immersed in the discourse, even though I've no, like I remember like after the Bohemian uh, Bohemian uh, Rhapsody movie came out watching this video essay about why it's like one of the worst edited movies of all time. And I was like, I was like, Giggling like a schoolboy. I thought it was so funny and awesome, and I'll never see that movie. So I, I understand the appeal. Um, so I yeah. So Jay, would you recommend this film? Would you recommend this sequel to Unfriended? Uh,
1: no, no I don't think so. Um, I I would recommend the first one. That's that's going to be my short answer. I think kind of throughout mm-hmm. this. Um. It's hard because like you said, this sort of this idea, this concept, which is now turning into a subgenre, like whatever the I don't know, whatever the twenty aughts version of found footage is, that's kind of what mm-hmm. this is, I guess. So um like it's hard to not recommend it because it's one of like three movies that does this. Uh so if you're some sort of completionist of horror and you wanna, you know, see all the movies that do this like this is Mm -hmm. one of three so um (laughs) i think i would recommend it i guess for some weird twisted completionist person but i i think the first one does almost everything infinitely better than this movie so um yeah i don't i don't think i recommend it kind of on its own merits
0: very good very good duly noted um
1: what about you zach
0: I this is going to be fun. I'm really glad that you said that. I, I I was trying to predict how your feelings about this movie, and now I kind of feel like this might be another film that we that we differ on. Um, I would recommend this movie, but um, I, yeah, uh, and I don't I don't particularly want to talk about why until we put the spoiler wall down. Um, I would recommend this movie. Um, I think it's pretty effective. I think it's pretty fun, and I also think it's pretty horrifying, um, hmm. which is kind of the trifecta of what you're looking for in a horror movie. It's not a work of art, <laughs> like I just—it's not. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I—I I, I don't know. Once again, I had low expectations that I felt uh, were uh, surpassed. So let's let's put down the spoiler wall and let's get into it because I'm I'm excited to talk about this one. Yeah,
1: sounds good. Okay, spoiler wall is going up right now.
0: <laughs> Welcome. to The other side of the spoiler wall. So, God, there's, okay, so, I, oh, I don't even know where to start with this one. Um, so I actually found this movie, well, I'll just start with like the most like visceral, my like, visceral reaction. I found this movie, and this is not, you'll have to forgive me for the uns- unsophistication of this question, but I found this movie to be genuinely scary. I was scared by this movie in a way that I haven't been by most horror movies just over the last couple of years of my life, um, and I am interested to hear Jay if you found this movie scary. Well, if that's one of your issues with it.
1: N- I mean, no, I didn't. Um,
0: oh, I don't know how to. I don't know how to answer the question without digging into other things. Um, that's fine. You can. No, I, I, I. I I fully like I want this I want this conversation to be as freewheeling and as free associative as it can be. And I've got questions planned as a good host does. But I I say we just go for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. This movie tries to cover two things. uh, uh, In my opinion, it Mm -hmm. covers. Whatever you called it, uh, screen, live screen. What did you call it? I've already. It's screen screen life, maybe it's already screen life. Yeah, whatever. It tries to cover that, you know. Essentially, Mm -hmm. you sitting in the driver's seat of a MacBook Pro 2016, you know, whatever. (laughs) Uh, So it does that. So that's one thing, Mm -hmm. which I think you and I agree is the novel concept of these movies, which is what sets the expectations so low, and it puts you in a very visceral feeling because we all do this almost every day, you know? Like, we don't do the same things and 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 whatever, but, like, there's something about seeing on screen somebody, you know, hop on a video call and then jump over to a Facebook message and then, like, mm-hmm. go to the f- finder and dig through files that you don't know what they yeah. are. Like, yeah, right. It, it's stuff that we do that has a sinister layer painted on top of it. So perhaps that's, that's one aspect that could be scary. So that's one thing that they try to cover, which they do well in the first movie as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, the second thing that, that this movie tries to dig into is something that is more common or not more common is more, um, is, I don't know, yuckier. Uh, they try to talk about the concept of like snuff films and the dark Uh web. Um, so the only thing that I could say that I found actually disturbing about this movie was just the concept of, of, of that, of people that want to see people murdered like for real. Yeah. They don't want to watch a horror movie. They want to watch what is essentially the real life version of a horror movie. Um, uh, and, and, and so I wanted to bring up a couple of quick movies re- related to that, that I think mm-hmm. also try to capitalize on this fear. Um, or try to capitalize on this t- subject, and they're two very, very, very different movies, and they both leave you feeling gross. Um, the first one is
0: Sinister, uh-huh. um,
1: which I don't... Did you see that?
0: That's Ethan Hawke, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I did see that. I did see that. He's a, he's a novelist, or he's a true crime writer, I should say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and the whole point of that movie is him finding videos of you know, first person videos of these horrific murders. Um, and that's gross and that's scary. And I think Sinister Mm -hmm. is a much scarier movie traditionally because it also mixes real life. You know, you don't spend your whole, the whole movie behind a computer screen per se. Um, right. The other movie that I watched recently that I think does this in a much grosser way, and it's not a, it's not fiction. It's a documentary, um, which I don't know if I would recommend this documentary. It I it might even be a documentary series. Um mm. it is called, I believe the series is called Don't Fuck with Cats. And okay. it is about, do you remember, I don't know, maybe five years ago, maybe a longer? I this sort of like reached my radar in, you know, in real life, in pop culture. It reached my radar Quietly, but I didn't dig into it There was some guy who had posted A video of him killing a cat Um, mm-hmm. and then The internet, you know, historically Kind of comically so loves cats Like that's, you know, right. cat video, cat videos Is like a thing that like Dates back to the first iteration Of internet videos Um, so the whole premise is that as soon as this guy posted this video, the entire internet joined hands and tried to find out who he was and get justice on him. Right. Um, <clears throat> this documentary is about the people that are trying to hunt for this guy who killed cats on the, Oh internet. geez. Um, so intense. And it's actually a really, really well done documentary, but it, it is about something that a is very hard to watch and leaves you feeling gross. And mm-hmm. B it's kind of like you know, in the same way that you know something you know way way more horrible. Some somebody you know sets off a bomb or commits a terrorist act that the person's name becomes kind of famous slash infamous in in the right. press. And 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 I think there's something about I don't I don't know uh, giving more credence to this person who did this um, because spoiler alert they end up catching who the guy and and end up. Putting him on trial and it isn't just cats They end up finding out that he killed somebody For real so um Anyway That's not spoiling because that happened in real life Uh so I don't know I think that part Was scary but it wasn't scary in the way That I want something to be scary it was like I I don't know what, what this movie was trying to say about that Other than the fact that these people exist And they are horrible people And uh it, this is a horrible thing that exists in the world So I guess that was scary But I don't know if that answers your, your question But I think the first movie Does better with the screen <clears> Screen <throat> perspective And the second movie You know it, it 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 goes for this sort of Dark web thing which could right. be Scary to some people but to me it just sort of Like was gross yeah. and dark you know
0: Yeah yeah I think that's all A, a really excellent point And it's well taken um I don't remember feeling scared very much by the first movie, mostly because it was a ghost story and that didn't, Mm -hmm. it didn't, it didn't bowl me over. Whereas with this, um, and I mean, you already talked about this a lot. I mean, the actions what we're watching and it's a little bit more, it's a little bit different than like a simple POV thing. I mean, movies have experimented with first person point of view camera before. Uh, And it's almost always a, a, a silly gimmick. It never really immerses you into the character. Uh, into the character's perspective, and more often than not, it just makes emotion sick. But this, right. and this is not, I mean, this is so, it's not just, it's not, it's not like to say that it's a universal perspective, you know, the one of, of what our, you know, what it looks like when we browse our computer, it's almost understating it, especially given the last 10 months and, and how much more time we're spending on our computers. Um, hmm. Even if it's just an extra couple hours a day, I mean, it's not like we, most people, Or a lot of – I shouldn't say most people. A lot of people, especially in in white-collar jobs, are going to offices and they're sitting on their computer for eight hours a day anyway. And then they go home and they sit on the computer for four more hours and they go to sleep. But it's different now. And so I I found that to be pretty effective, uh, especially given the life that we're all living, that a lot of us are living right now. But I I wonder, though, if my experience with it, my fear of it, how much it's tied into something – like. And I would say a couple of months ago, I started to get I got one email. The first email freaked me out. And then the next several came in very, very quickly. And I was like, oh, this is bullshit. This is nothing. But I got an email and the subject line was an old email password of mine. Um, I had already like it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal um, to me because I had that. I don't I don't I hadn't used that email password already in many, many, many months. And I have since gone back and upgraded all my passwords to have much more, you know, many more, many more members of the alphanumeric family. Um, But but it it definitely frightened me at first because the email and it was I realized later that it was copy pasta. You know, it was just copy and pasted the shit because I I kept on getting a lot of them was like the email. My email password was in the subject line and the body of the email was this long, incredibly poorly written or I should probably say poorly translated uh, Mm -hmm. threat about, you know, I I have your I have your password. And if you don't transfer X amount of I don't remember what the currency was, it could have even been Bitcoin for all I know. Uh, If you don't transfer X amount of currency to this account or this email address by blah, 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 then, uh, you know, all your secrets will be shared or some shit like that. And I I was like, Mm -hmm. it scared me at first. And then I started to think about it and I was like, you know, there's really like I don't have any secrets like (laughs) I wouldn't be. There's nothing like that would be so shameful (laughs) that they could share that's on my computer that I wouldn't that I would like that's worth paying a lot of money to keep hidden. (laughs) So I wasn't all that afraid of it. But but it was a level of it was a violation um, that definitely freaked me out a little bit. And and then, of course, I got like five or six more in in quick succession uh, that had exactly the same text. And from different addresses and and that was you know I was like, okay, this is part of some massive data breach of some very old thing, and it's not a big deal. Um, but I had that on my mind when I was watching this movie, and I just felt that I didn't have like it this movie is playing on a fear that increasingly more people are having i mean i we you know i, I The common uh, recommendation if you have a webcam is to keep it covered now, you know, like that's the common recommendation, which is something that I still need to do. But it's, it's like it is not far fetched. It is not an exotic, you know, far fetched possibility that someone could hack into your computer and flip on your webcam without you knowing it and record you and and, you know bust into any of the other gizmos that you've got in your house and manipulate them. And all that stuff is perfectly within the realm of possibility. And I do right. find that frightening. Um, so for me, the scariness of this movie was, you know, when we talk about this a lot, Jay, we talk about like, is, it, is, a, is a horror movie scary in terms of images that that are you know sort of seared onto your retina after you've long after you finish the story and or the movie and and you keep seeing them when you close your eyes, or is it scary in a more ambient sort of way, or conceptually scary? And and for me, yeah. this movie really frightened me in a conceptual way. I I, I just kept on thinking about about the the, the really horrific violation uh, that happens constantly of 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 hacking of of, of getting. I don't know, getting broken into and getting your personal data stolen and sold and who yeah. the hell knows. Um, yeah, w- what's interesting about what you're saying,
1: and and again, yeah. I, I I've, you're, you're making me think about things in a different way, which is, you know, what we like in this podcast. <laughs> um, but I constantly gauge a film's scariness, like you said, based on it's like, are there, li- you know, visual things that get seared onto my uh-huh. brain or whatever it is. Um, right, and i I don't know if that now that I'm thinking about it that's not necessarily what I mean. The reason that those vision those visions scare me so much and and, and some examples that I can come up with here are like uh like Annie crawling around on the ceiling in hereditary or mm. um or like the demon witch woman sitting on top of the wardrobe in uh in the conjuring um mm-hmm. these are all examples of things that's that that I've said, oh, these are these are viscerally scary. These aren't conceptually scary. These are scary yes. visuals, right? But I, that's now that we're talking about it, that's not what I mean. What I mean is like I'm trying to sleep and I can't because I'm picturing Annie crawling uh-huh. around on my ceiling. Um, so is it fair for me to say that a movie that scares you? F- Because of hackers Or a movie that scares Julie because it's A home invasion movie Right right, Like and doesn't Scare me in the same way That a demon movie would Like Maybe Because I'm saying Okay you're not Sitting there Laying in bed I mean maybe you are I don't want to I don't want to like say what you're, what you're scared of. Don't or what tell you're thinking me what of. I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you're laying in bed, you're not thinking, Oh my God, is there a hacker on my computer right now? Um, <laughs> it just right. doesn't hit you that same way, but is it, does that mean <laughs> the movie's not scary? Like, no, you're sitting there thinking of it in the afternoon, like, Oh shit, what if all of my money's gone? Like I, uh-huh. that's scary in a totally different way. So I, it's interesting that you bring it up because like, it wasn't scary to me. There were there were not nearly as many scary visuals. No, um, no, there were in, hardly anything at all. Which is in, interesting. It's, yeah. It's, uh, well, so, sorry. Go, go ahead. I, I don't want to keep
0: oh, rambling on. I, oh, I was I was just gonna. No, 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 you weren't at all. I was just gonna add that. Like, it's not. It's not only that there weren't any scary visuals in this movie. It's that there were so many fucking stupid visuals in this movie. Like, I, yeah, I yeah. I couldn't get over like. After I finished the movie, of course, I, I gobbled up a few different reviews, and 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 a, and a number of the reviews mentioned the fact that this wasn't a supernatural movie. But the way that these Sharon characters, mm-hmm. these hackers, these dark web, these dark web denizens, use the computer, and use technology, it's it's so implausible and ludicrous and yeah, stupid it, and unrealistic. Super, isn't it a supernatural movie? Like, like- I, I, people keep on saying that it's not. But my takeaway was it, of course it is there you know there's no power there's no hacking code or whatever yeah. i'm i'm obviously yeah. re, i'm obviously revealing my ignorance about this shit but like there's nothing that you could program that's going to make you appear uh like a pixelated block on any camera in real time all at once maybe on your own personal computer short sure, but like there are just too many things. There are too many there were too many really, really silly things. Yeah, I,
1: I like I guess the idea is that we're supposed to have believed that they used some sort of technological cloaking mechanism or something like Yes, yeah. But to me, those these like people that were appearing as pixelated monsters and then showing up and then whatever, who later it became known were real people, aren't actually like I don't know, like it, it, you're right, they sort of just glossed over the physical world because they were like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't understand half the shit that, that's going on, so you don't need to understand this. Um yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I think what's interesting in terms of visual scares, you're right, that is what they leaned on. They leaned on some pretty gruesome deaths, but they were not particularly brutal, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know how... Right. I mean, to it, it, a certain degree, every death is brutal. Um, I don't want to da- downplay death, of course. Um, but... The reason I think that the first movie was scarier to me was a because you know ghosts and possessed laptops would scare me more probably uh-huh. than real people um but there were just there was just very gory deaths in the first one I don't know if, how much you remember about the first one I Actually one, don't
0: I it makes me kind of really I want to I kind of want to rewatch it I don't remember it too well
1: Well there's this horribly gruesome um uh scene where uh, it's it's this like really funny. I, it's I don't know if if we're giving the filmmaker too much credit here, but it's this really funny kind <laughs> of Checkoff's gun moment in that movie uh-huh. where there's a blender at the beginning. Um, he's making like margaritas, like the party boy is making margaritas at the beginning. And then later it kind of cuts to him like being possessed and shoving his hand into the blender. Oh, I do remember this. Yes, yes, Mm yes. Just these, these horribly bloody things. And those, they were scary And, and they were scary moments that were like, that's hard to watch in this movie. They really pulled a lot of, Hunches, oddly, Mm. oddly because because you know internet death videos could be way gorier than this movie (laughs) led them to be. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: exactly. It seems like they chose, and we talk about this a lot. They chose implied violence over, um, over like overt. You know, keep the camera trained to the to the incision violence. Um,
0: Right, right, right.
1: But but yeah, it's interesting because the you're right. The only real scary Mm. stuff if you can call it scary was, were these sort of like the fact that this was a network of people that had powers over you that you didn't understand basically.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, I wonder like, like, I mean, I I think that a lot of this conversation needs to kind of, we need to be talking about, about the conceit. We need, there's still more to talk about with the novelty of screen life or whatever. Like, I mean, there, is there any hope for this genre? Like, like, can this actually? Do you think that this can actually be a subgenre, like an effective subgenre? Do you think that that people will find clever ways to make this fresh, or, or is this really just a gimmick? I mean, I I have read that uh, the director is thinking about a, a third movie in this in this. Uh, I don't know. He wants mm-hmm. a franchise, um, and I I feel like like okay, a lot of really 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 good art. In fact, some of the most. Famous art of all time has come out of artistic exercises with self self imposed restrictions. Oh, right! Yeah. Like you want to you want you know you want to you want to make a movie, but every line of the script needs to be in alphabetical order or some bullshit like that. So that's, a, that's a random example. Um, and but I just feel like with the screen life that the restrictions are are there too many. They're just simply too many, and what you mm-hmm. lose uh, when shooting a film, if you can even call it shooting. When screen recording a film uh, like this far outweighs what you could possibly gain from it, and in fact, whatever you can gain from it is probably already gained from this, the first unfriended. And I and I and I think that I've heard some pretty decent things about host. I think that people have said it's a pretty decent movie, all things yeah. considered. So I, I mean, I don't know. I, I like. Do you think that this has a future, this subgenre, or do you think the limitations are we've already hit them and that's it?
1: Yeah, that's uh that's a question. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I think, and this sir is an answer. Um, (laughs) yeah, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I think you and I both, uh, you know, I went to school for music, uh, and, Mm -hmm. and technology and you went to school. Well, I don't, I guess I don't know what you did undergrad, but you, you know, you were a creative writing grad student. Um, those degrees are both very, um, you know, you're doing artistic projects and setting rules Mm -hmm. for yourself is the only way to oddly be creative. You know, I think, I think there's something about brain chemistry that if there are so many choices, you get this choice paralysis and then you don't come up with anything good. Um, and so I think a a cleaner example of what you're saying is like artists often do this, uh, Mm -hmm. even, even, even without, you know, visual artists, even without thinking about it, they'll, they'll say, I would like to sketch this fruit and I'm only going to use this pencil. Like that's, right. you're limiting yourself. You're not painting, you're not sculpting, you're not, um, you're not looking around to see what finds inspiration. It's why still life is a thing. It's like, you're literally just depicting what's in front of you and that's your restriction. So this is the most extreme version of that. And I think it's interesting that you pointed out, cause I don't think the genre needs more movies. Maybe maybe this could like reach equilibrium at half a dozen but there's kind of two things you bring up there one are we still just talking about a computer is it a computer or are we going to reach some point where somebody makes a video game horror movie where they're on a ps5 i like like is that what you would do uh. in the genre are you sitting you know in a movie theater like what if the movie theater is the the thing I like that feels so ancient now in twenty twenty one, but and and what, what I like to uh,
0: sorry go that? ahead did you ever did you ever watch uh, this is a just a quick quick interruption did you ever watch there was a, an anime slash video game that I played uh, when I was I feel like in high school on PlayStation PlayStation two that was like it it was it was a it was an anime about kids playing a video game. And so like half, half the video game, half the episodes were like in the video game world and the other half were in real life. But of course they started to like bleed into each other. It was wonderful. It was so cool. And there was a video hmm. game that was based on it that I also played. I have to figure it out. It doesn't sound familiar to you. I, I have, I'll have to figure it out. Anyway, keep, please keep going.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, that's what, what I think the natural progression, because everything's already been done. So to differentiate, Like to be a computer, it would need, you know, you could maybe have a couple more of these, but it'd have to be multiple computers or you'd have to like one thing like this, this movie in particular tried to expand things because it used a phone as well. Like Mm, it mm -hmm. used this Facebook video call and she had to bring it onto the subway. So you got this second perspective that you didn't really get that much in the first, in the first uh, film. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're going to see a widening of the parameters if this is... If if I'm reading your question correctly, on are we seeing a rash of movies that are screen captures? Maybe, but maybe maybe we shift to phones and TikTok and and all that. Like I, I don't know if you remember. Like we're not even really talking about the plot. You're 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 zooming out so far and talking about you know what are the virtues of setting up restraint in your art, right? Um, which is what I think. Like like these movies these movies fucking commit they commit mm-hmm. to the format and they do not stray until the very end of the movie when you do that like zoom out thing. So yes, right. I think it's interesting because what what the movie what the first film covered conceptually fits better to me because they're using they're yeah. using a they're using like this this conceit this restriction, this format to talk about the dark web in the second one, which is like a big, you know, capital letter thing. You know, it is like, it is this deep, dark place in the internet that people, people are like, oh, well, I've seen the bad stuff that's on the regular internet. What's on the bad internet? So (laughs) it's like... It's like how do you wrap your head around that? The first movie was about cyberbullying. That's what the first right. movie was
0: about. That's right. Um, that's right. That's right. Oh, and that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And uh, yeah, and and I and I think it's interesting cuz you could explore more concepts using this conceit. You could explore like this w- this movie ostensibly explores dark web but dips its toes into cybersecurity. You could go mm-hmm. even further on cybersecurity. Maybe you don't even do a horror movie. Maybe it's a uh maybe it's like a a rom-com about this stuff or wasn't there a movie with, Oh God, what, where this dad has a missing daughter and searching. Uh, yeah. Search is that what it's called? With, uh,
0: Cho with, um, yeah, yes, uh, yes, John yes, Cho, yes. I yes. Yeah. I, I love that movie.
1: <clears throat> I guess this would be, that would be more of a thriller, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it used this concept. So yeah, I don't know how to answer your question. I, I think, What's more interesting is like, let's think of the rules that this movie set up for itself. And what are other rules that we can set up for ourselves? Like, um, it's, I think, par- partially why the Paranormal Activity series did so well. Because every time mm. they, they widened the, the boundaries, they set up new rules that were interesting. Like, you know, sp- semi-spoilers for these movies, but the first movie is just one camera. Set on a tripod, you know? The second I, movie, they're like, oh, well, now this family has a security system, so they have six camera angles. And then the third <laughs> movie, which ha- ironically is a sequel so they can't like make the the technology better but in the third movie they the guy's a filmmaker so he he knows how to set up the cameras to catch the action and he like retrofits an oscillating fan to make the cameras move back and forth in this really sort of like anxiety inducing way um it, yeah you're asking something that i think is really interesting i frankly think you're giving the credit The maybe you're not maybe i'm just reading into yeah, it but you're ge- you're right. giving credit to this format in in much broader strokes than i think it warrants if you ask right. me. right
0: i think i know i think that's i think you're right i do think you're right um i i would be i would be more than happy to give this one more go like i i really would after this movie which i which i enjoyed for what it was i found it to be fun mm-hmm. i found it to be stupid and i did find it to be scary um i also found it to be like like, I said stupid, but I found it to be pretty, pretty stupid. I mean, it's pretty stupid. Um, and I could do without half these characters if you could call them characters and blah, blah, blah. But well, I,
1: I, wanted, I, I wanted to ask you, like, maybe you yeah. don't think it's worth talking about them, which is why you've zoomed out so far on this. We didn't talk <laughs> about, about true, any, yeah. any of the content. Like, there are archetypes in this that uh-huh. they seemed to put emphasis on. Like, the first movie was a very white movie. It was a very like suburban yes. white movie. Right. This movie is like okay, we've got we've got a, a British guy, and then our protagonist is a white male, but our protagonist's girlfriend is a, a, a person with disabilities. She can't speak, um, and that is part of she can't hear, and that she's a deaf person. And that's part of this movie. But then the other side characters are an interracial lesbian couple that mm-hmm. I think actually delivers the best performance in this movie. So, I. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's. We didn't talk about this. That was clearly a choice. They clearly Mm -hmm. wanted this representation in the movie, and I think it's like it's interesting that you haven't even talked about the characters. Do you think that they were just like so half baked that it's not even worth discussing it?
0: Yeah, um, I I agree with you that there was a um, that there was a bit of a spectrum. Um, I think as far as quote unquote development goes, you immediately hit a brick Mm -hmm. wall. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest that's one of the biggest limitations of this form Um yeah. so it, it, you know, it's not a movie that gives characters space to grow or change at all. You know, yeah, they're sure all very sure. sort of one note. I agree with you. I think the couple, the recently engaged couple, I think they were pretty good. Um, but like, you know, the British guy serves only to translate some of the language, some of the yeah. jargon into into layman's terms you know our protagonist is about as boring as they get which is always a problem with protagonists um and his relationship I and mean, you're right i didn't even mention you know the fact that his his girlfriend amaya is deaf which is a pretty suddenly a pretty popular horror movie <laughs> quirk um and, and yeah i mean and i and i certainly get why like the movie hush of course comes to mind um uh, i certainly understand why it adds a level of tension um, that I personally feel like is unearned and also possibly a little exploitative, uh, but I, I don't know about that. Um, You're talking about the the lesbian couple now? No, I'm talking about the deaf the deaf uh, uh, Amaya. Oh, who is well, it,
1: what does it say that it could I- be either of them? Um,
0: I, exactly. <laughs> I
1: I agree. It, she was sort of like, I mean, if you want to get super far down this ro- road. The movie is told through the perspective of our male protagonist who decided to create an app to help him translate what she is saying to him rather than take an ASL class and learn how to communicate with her. <laughs> right, Which is right, like, right. It, is that a fucking stand in for like, I don't know, white male <laughs> yeah. privilege and like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, not listening right. to women, <laughs> I, I, you know, like. These are so like there's exactly. so many sw- swings that were sort of half taken. They were like we were yes, walking yes, exactly. walking <laughs> we were walking through like a gross dark web via computer screen and we were distracted by all these shining techno lights of like <laughs> hackers and shit and then as we're going through we get smashed in the face face with pies and each pie is like hey les- lesbian couples they have a plate and hey right women are, are <laughs> right. objectified and hey and it's like wait what the fuck are you trying to do with this movie <laughs> yeah so exactly. I, yeah i i think that's sort of uh that was yeah. and, and maybe that was why i didn't a little like little it virtue that signaling. yeah no, so, but it's anyway. a
0: little virtue it's definitely virtual it was definitely virtue signal-ish um <laughs> virtual
1: <laughs> virtue signaling virtual virtue
0: is. signaling good um so the so, well, one thing that i i do want to Bring up which, yes, you, you, you. Uh, I think your observation that I have a very macrocosmic view of this is 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 a funny and smart observation. That didn't even occur to me that I was like totally just skipping over what actually happens in this movie. Um, but mm-hmm. the, la- I mean, this is pretty much the last thing that I that I that I feel like that I have to say about this movie is that other than, in, I mean, this is in recent watch my recent watching history. Other than uh, funny games. The Michael Hannicky uh, film, yeah. um, or M- M- Michel, i don't know. He's French, silly so he, French people. Um, is it French? Other like, than,
1: isn't it like a? a movie or is he Dutch? Edirons or is he or Dutch? Yeah, it's a Dutch movie. Oh, is he?
0: I—I um,
1: I, I, I could be wrong. We—we we were going to cover this on the podcast, t- but he's actually
0: Austrian. Go figure. So we're, we sure. couldn't be more wrong. Um, anyway, other than funny games. I cannot remember the last time I watched a more misanthropic, nihilistic, hopeless, unredemptive movie. This movie hates human beings, and it hates humanity, and it has a very, very cynical view of humanity. And there is not a single second in this movie where you think to yourself, things might be okay for the world. No, this movie has a very, very strong perspective about humanity, and it lets you know about it, like... Very, very, very soon. Uh, Each one of our Skype party members is killed off. And like you said, I mean, they're not the goriest ways that they die, certainly, uh, which probably is just a limitation of the budget more than anything else. But um, they this movie pretty much thinks that humanity is doomed. In fact, it probably already died out a few years ago and, and the human race is just trying to catch up. And I, I don't know, I guess I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about, about that. And, and, you know, thinking about how dark this movie is and relentlessly dark this movie is, it, it made me kind of think about horror movie as, horror, <laughs> the horror genre as like a political act vis-a-vis like, like your feelings about people. You know a filmmaker's feelings about people. I, I I feel like we can watch a movie that's dark, and most horror movies are dark, and yet there are moments of redemption, and there are moments of humor, and there are moments of kindness, and there are there are little breathing periods, and I mean even Ari Aster you know has those things, and and and, and mm-hmm. this movie had none of it. This movie was just like fuck people and fuck you for watching this movie, and I hope you have a terrible night, and I hope your whole life is garbage afterwards, and I I I. I Part of me admires the gall of that, but also part of me finds it exhausting and also kind of useless. I don't know. I I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a totally cogent perspective yet. Useless, sure. I don't know. I mean, what does, does what I'm saying resonate with you at all?
1: Yeah. I, I, we talk a lot about this, and I think this is a, this is a good sort of capstone to this conversation. Um, we talk a lot about, what the, the way I mean, I, I phrase it a lot, like, what is a movie trying to tell me? Um, what what am I supposed to get from this piece of art? And maybe that's like the virtue of creating art as commentary or creating art with purpose. And I don't know mm-hmm. what the purpose, what the purpose of this movie is, um, mm-hmm. because you're right. All it does at the end, like this movie ends, we can spoil this ending because we are here in spoiler land. Mm -hmm. What this movie and how this movie ends is the entire time, this was all just a big construct and every single person, the kidnapped girl, the deaf girlfriend, the, and all the people that were on this video call were just part of this big elaborate game that 20 to 30,000 people around the world were watching unfold. And it's right. like the, the movie zooms out and right, right. it was all being all the strings were being pulled by this one, you know, hacker in a hoodie, uh, like almost almost literally. I don't know if he's wearing a hoodie, but he definitely had a he, I believe the he hood, hood might have been down, but like uh, <laughs> and, and, and that's what the, the movie is like. They were doomed from the start. They were literally never in control. They had no agency this whole time. They were always going to die. It just depended on what happened before they died. So I don't know the purpose of that. Um, And I think that's sort of what you're asking me is like the only thing that this movie could possibly be saying is Mm. humans are vile, sadistic Mm -hmm. creatures. And even though, and the ones that aren't, are doomed to be killed by the ones that are like, is that what we're saying? I don't know. Like,
0: right. uh, Exactly. Exactly. And, and and like, if the movie is supposed, like, I, I, I suppose that the movie was trying to make a comment about, about safety and security and how, and how at any moment our lives could be completely disrupted and turned around and even ended by, by our habits online and so forth. But like, even if that were true, I, I, even if, if, even if that is the point of the film, to suggest that the people out there who are looking to make money off your credit card numbers are so vile and ruthless and disgusting and evil and horrible and blah 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 blah. I don't know. That just doesn't seem like that doesn't seem true. It just seems like bullshit.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's a good question. I, 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 when the movie ended, I groaned. So, I, <laughs> I, I, I am because like the, the last shot of this movie. The problem is what you're saying is is correct in that, like, this movie tries to attack a couple of different things, but it kind of negates all of that by ending the movie with this sort of sinister, like, your mind is supposed to be blown at the scale of this whole thing. Um, yeah. And it kind of ruins any other possible message you could have had with the movie. Um, what did you think of the ending? Like, how did you experience that, like, sort of reveal at the end?
0: Well, I... I'll answer that question, but are you aware that there are like three different endings to
1: this movie? I say I think I read that, but I didn't (laughs) see what the endings are. I'm curious what what uh, if you did some reading on what the endings are.
0: Yeah, I read them. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, we 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 watched the same movie. We watched the theatrical release, or I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, apparently, when this film was in theaters, uh, both releases were sent out, and it was like it was a crapshoot which one you got, which ending you got. which I don't, I, to me, is like if I wanted that, I would read my choose your own adventure books from my childhood. I don't care about <laughs> this. Um, but I, I, I mean, I don't know I, I, the ending. Yeah, it was dumb. It was extremely dumb. I, no part of this movie wasn't dumb. I, I, you, do you mean specifically like watching Matthias look at the votes being tallied about whether he should live or die, and then of course within some somehow within a nanosecond getting voted over yeah. by a van.
1: <laughs> yeah, or, or, and then, or, or and do you
0: then, mean more specifically, like the zoom out of the of this guy in his lab orchestrating the whole thing?
1: Yeah, I think the the zoom out, which and and, and the the twenty thousand votes or whatever, like
0: oh uh, that. How both, big the whole cabal of of hackers is? How big the whole dark the, web really is? Kind yeah,
1: of and that's that's what the point of the movie is, right? Like there are twenty thousand Bitcoin rich people who wanted this to happen the whole time, um, right? I. I'm just curious if that like did that like have zero bearing on how you enjoyed the film or were you able to watch it without that sort of like groan worthy reveal
0: oh yeah i i i had no bearing on the film i that the movie the movie had already like kind of ended for me like forty five minutes earlier because it just because <laughs> yeah. like at a certain point it was clear what was happening, what was gonna keep happening and it and it fell into a rhythm where each mm-hmm. party member died one by one and 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 there were no surprises after that. Um Right. I I'm not really sure that there were any surprises in the first place. Oh, I mean there's the whole surprise I guess about the 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 that that woman I think Erica with the hole in her head stumbling out of the closet in Matthias's bedroom yeah. going straight to the camera. I mean that was something I guess. I don't know. Um Yeah. You know You know, it's funny. I I, and I think this is a good opportunity to trans to uh, what's the word to transition into our ratings. But it's it's really funny. I talking this movie out with you has um, I don't think this usually is the case. Usually it's the opposite for me. But talking this movie out with you for the last hour has has definitely decreased my enjoyment of it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, well, I think it sometimes is the reverse, right? I think like right, this right. movie s- somehow operated on a plane where it was able to have plausible deniability with all the things that you usually dislike about a horror film. Um mm-hmm. for me, I I don't know why it didn't strike me as but I I am curious as to why. And 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 I think it's it's because you were you were able to divorce yourself from some of the actual things that were happening and just sort of maybe. Be, be living in this conceptual world of like we're all right we're all vulnerable to hackers which is a truly scary and very real thing that happens so um, yeah it's interesting it's normally the opposite so it's i'm Uh, i'm happy to be the naysayer this time
0: yeah yeah sure uh so why don't you take it away then why don't you give us and the folks listening at home um which is where they should be um, why don't you give us your ratings? Let's hear, I would love to hear your, uh, your scare factor first, followed by your quality factor. Uh,
1: yeah, of course. So we rate our scariness of these films on a scale from zero to five sheep, as in how many sheep it takes you to fall asleep, or I guess how many keyboards it takes you to run away from the internet. <laughs> um, I yeah i, I mean, it just wasn't scary i guess you know it deserves more than 0 and frankly probably more than 1 because it's gross it, you know some of the some of the implied scariness from some of those videos so like for example the girl starving to death and get and and food was being mm-hmm. kept just out of arms reach like that's a horrific death uh the part where the girl is like in a bathtub and he's about to dump like acid on her that's gross and scary um there's definitely some advanced concepts in this movie, so I, I'd give it probably one and a half sheep out of five. Um, okay. And you want my quality now, too?
0: Yeah, do it. Let's just do two and two.
1: Uh, cool. So, yeah, my quality on this is going to be about a—oh, I don't know. I, because I don't think we're ever going to watch Unfriended for this podcast— I feel mm-hmm. the need to give this movie a quality score that somehow encompasses the concept, um, uh, I
0: understand which that. is
1: important because this is a. I, I am infinitely impressed with the amount of mileage that is gotten out of, uh, <laughs> frankly, staring at a computer screen, um, mm-hmm. and and how well it's paced and how, you know, in a, this movie was an hour and a half and it frankly should have been like. I don't know, like 53 minutes probably.
0: Right, Um, right, right. It could have been a short film, yeah.
1: But it was an hour and a half, and it did not feel super long, and neither does the first one, because there's something about how they pace a movie like this that I think in the Mm -hmm. wrong hands, this movie does not feel this good. So, yeah, I think I'm going to give it two stars, uh, and even two, or I guess not stars, maybe like spinning MacBook loading wheels. There you go. Uh, two spinning MacBook loading wheels is my rating because I think everything that happens in the movie is bad, but the world that this movie lives in is <laughs> very interesting. So,
0: <laughs> right, that was well said. Right, right. <laughs> very good. What very about good. you? So, what
1: about you, Zachary?
0: Oh damn. Um. So yeah i I give. I'm actually. I'm doing the rare. This has not happened to me before and I swear to you it'll never happen again but I'm doing something never before seen which is that both categories get the same rating. Um huh. this movie was a was a three-star scary for me. It really kind of kept me up and I, and I was thinking a lot about vulnerability and violation and, and 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 that sort of thing and and it really it did it did freak me out a little bit in a way that mm-hmm. was that I was very impressed by. It it somehow managed it somehow manifested a fear in in that that felt actually applicable to my life which never Mm -hmm. happens with horror movies like even home invasion movies aren't scary to me because i it's just not it's just not likely (laughs) but it's far more likely that i'll get hacked uh than anything else that happens in a horror movie you know i'm not gonna get possessed by a demon lord but i could get hacked um and so that i think that's probably why it really freaked me out a little bit um yeah Well, and you had just been emailed your password, so. And I had just been emailed my password, which I I did find, that's right, very disconcerting. Um, Mm -hmm. And I give it the same rating, same three stars in in quality. I I had fun with this movie. I initially was going to give it three and a half stars, but the more we talked about it, the dumber it kind of. It came well, um,
1: yeah, And and I think you knew it was dumb That's what's so yeah. interesting
0: about your rating I, I right. think
1: you gave it a lot of credence that I was surprised at Which is like a real testament to what I was talking about The pacing and, and the subject matter Like, mm-hmm. um, It's a real testament to the director here Because he it was is, able to, to make something really dumb. And this is what happened to us the first movie, right? We were walking in that theater being like, we're going to watch people yes. on, on a MacBook and this is going to be good. Huh. And then we walked out like of it. the theater. Yeah, we walked out of the theater like this was a fucking good movie. So the fact that this movie earned not mm-hmm. a dead zero from both of us is like, <laughs> again, the the bar was low.
0: So That's right. I yeah. think that's correct. I think that's correct. That's correct um and, and that i mean oh my god i mean that just lays bare the whole issue with rating systems in the first place is is how much of it has to do with expectation yeah it's just impossible
1: mm-hmm.
0: well folks thank you very much uh, each and every one of you for joining us for uh, this episode of fear and there in which we discussed unfriended colon dark web um uh-huh. it's been great jay i had a lot of fun as i usually do
1: yeah thanks for hosting zach and, and you know as he said thanks listeners um Hit us up on Facebook and the internet. We're fearandthere.com. And you can email us at gmail at fearandthere.com if you have any movie wrecks or anything. Um, and, and you can hack right into that email account too if you wanted. Yeah, our password is Zach and J123. Actually, all pat Our password is, what was the name? Nora ICV. Or no, Nora C the fourth. See the, the
0: fourth, which is Sharon. Yep. Sharon backwards. Charon.
1: Yeah, that is our password. So, <laughs> go ahead and log right in.
0: <laughs> log right in. Make yourself at home.
1: Well, All Zach, right, thanks folks. thanks for hosting.
0: You got it, Jay. And until next time, my friend. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Wi-Fi you use it to connect just about everything
1: which means having really fast Wi-Fi matters a lot that's why Xfinity is breaking the gig barrier and delivering Wi-Fi speeds faster than a gig it's more than enough speed to power every device in the house can your internet do that introducing gig Wi-Fi new from Xfinity go to Xfinity.com call 1-800-XFINITY or visit an Xfinity store to learn more restrictions apply actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed
0: University of Maryland Global Campus has been serving the military in Maryland and around the world for more than 70 years and online for over 20 years. UMGC offers more than 90 programs and specializations in career-relevant fields, transfer credits, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, and scholarships for those who qualify.
1: Speak with our dedicated military and veteran advisors who can help you find the right degree for your
0: career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.